Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now, here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok, and you're listening to episode 31 of the Dig In Travel Podcast. Today, we'll be very hands-on and practical because I get asked a lot about how to implement website analytics by airline people. And if you want to learn about that too, this episode is for you. We rarely get the opportunity where airline experts talk about their projects in such detail and so concretely as our today's guest did. Liliana Garcia Magana, who works on business intelligence and analytics at Mexican low-cost airline Viva Aerobus, certainly did that. Liliana explained in detail about how they implemented new advanced digital analytics, how they designed new analytics framework, and how they deal with the challenge of omnichannel tracking. Liliana and her team built a robust web analytics model, which now allows them to measure every user interaction across different channels. If you are a digital analytics enthusiast, or if you want to become one, this episode is for you. Now, let's jump into our chat with Liliana. Hi, Liliana, and welcome to the Digging Trail podcast. Hi, Stuck. Thanks for inviting me over. Great to have you on board. Welcome again to our podcast. We do a special podcast series that we called uh, Data Talks. So on this podcast, and when I saw your recent post on LinkedIn, I knew I have to talk to you in in this series. You wrote about how you built a new robust web analytics model, which now allows you to measure every user interaction. I think you also added that you had tons of new learnings from every stage of this process. And these learnings are basically the ones that I wanted to talk to you. But maybe before we start, can you give us some background to this analytics project, because if I understand, it's a, it's a part of a bigger digital transformation that's happening at Viva Aerobus, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, Viva Aerobus is a low-cost uh, Mexican airline. It has been growing rapidly in the last 50 years. A very recent uh, company it was founded by Ryanair, and it was sold to a local to a local group. And then um, before COVID times, there was already the all the digital transformation. Uh, process started uh, and then the, one of the first main the, uh, the main building block for this digital transformation was to renew the website mm-hmm. to uh, to switch from a very just transactional uh, website to a, to a website that could engage our users that could uh, really display that uh, that we are evolving into a digital business as well uh, so like an, a year and a half ago then the, the full uh, redesign of the, of the of the website started uh, and with this opportunity then we decided it was good to uh, also uh, build up our analytical foundation from scratch so we said okay we we might not have uh, some of the like deeper dives uh, comparable to what we had before but we will certainly be building something better for the future so uh, we decided to rebuild the full uh, data layer um, to redesign all the uh, all the different events that we wanted to track and to also uh, pair it up with actually the development of the data lake at the same time. 
So at the same time, we were migrating into a data, into a cloud data lake, of course, um, which was also part of the digitalization efforts of the company. So then, yeah, that's kind of where we decided to to, to go very uh, specific on the web analytics model so that we could, uh, in the future, or like from now on and in the future, we can track every interaction from our consumer and then track the end-to-end uh, behavior from the first time that they were browsing on the website or the first time that they were receiving an email all to the way until like after flight, like purchase and then flight. So a lot of interesting things. So with the data lake and all the technical stuff that we will touch, but maybe when you started this, so you said, okay, we have a new website. We want to implement new, more detailed analytics. So we will be able to measure. Did you build, uh, let's say also new analytics framework? Or was an existing framework that just you just implemented technically to to actually measure it better? No, we redesigned even the framework. So before we had uh, an event definition, like it was kind of very uh, not, not not very specific for the flows of the user, right? Mm-hmm. So we had uh, it had been built, uh, yeah, as, as as it went. So uh, we decided to rebuild this framework, and then we focused on the different on on. Organizing and building up the data in a way that we could uh, easily understand the user behavior. So we went from having maybe uh, uh, like ten events to having thirty-five different event categories. Okay. So and and all they were now uh, with within a specific uh, business purpose. So we would be looking for uh, a, f- a flight search. Then we had kind of like a booking, uh, like a shopping uh, experience, which mm-hmm. are, it's the moment where you're. Trying to if you buy or not, or you shop or fly or not, right? Um, and then the booking flow. So with all of these uh, different uh, different flows, it's it sounds very like simple, but we did not have that uh, that transparency in the data before. So we decided uh, from scratch uh, to think about the the business the questions that we wanted to solve with this new data layer and with this new uh, architecture. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we went. Do we want conversion rates per route? Do we want uh, to, to to leverage data from the search engine? Do we what, what do we what type of questions do we want to to be taken and improved upon this data? And then that was kind of the framework. Okay, then uh, let's understand the the foundation of the each each part of the the purchase uh, of the of the customer, if pre and post slide, and then uh, then the technical part came. But that was more already uh, leading that uh, initial uh, yeah, redesign of uh, what do we, how do we want to measure it. And this framework, let's say the KPIs or the OKRs, I don't know how you call it or measure, they were aligned with the broader business, the stakeholders. You said we want to, to see how we can support the business of uh, digital direct sales, I would assume, and all these other scenarios that you manage, like uh, manager flight, post booking sales, check in, probably. So you try to measure, uh, uh, define the KPI for each of these uh, scenarios, and then align them with the business, and then implement in analytics in practice, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, of course, for for uh, the share of digital sales varies a lot. Uh, Per, in, in, per airline, right? So yeah. for us, it's really important. Uh, so at the, it, it not only had impact directly on the business in terms of uh, revenue, but also in the type of data that we can create for other, all of the different uh, areas around us. So um, based on the different needs of different areas, say uh, maybe operations, they want to know how many che- online check-ins we have. 
revenue management, they want to know which uh, routes are the most abandoned and why. Marketing wants to know what's uh, being clicked on the on the homepage, what promotions are actually uh, having a higher CTR. So based on all of this, then we decided that, that we identified kind of like the main building blocks of each each uh, each part of the business. So what the type of data can revenue leverage? So do we have ancillaries? How do we create this also? Like uh, how do we build something strong for ancillaries so that they can uh, they can know which uh, type of baggage are being clicked on, which ones are uh, changed? could change their mind, no? Or these type of things. Uh, payments, uh, what type of payment uh, are having errors? So and that's for like the kind of between product and finance. How do we measure the errors? Because of course, at the first t- stage of the, mm-hmm. of the like, like a beta phase and also a hard launch, you want to know that there are no errors or messages. So how do we track the errors and messages so that the product can quickly uh, react when we have those? Uh, bo- like post purchase, how do we know what's the which type of uh, of routes uh, are maybe having the intention of uh, adding an ancillary before the flight, but they did not? Because of course, tra- when it comes to transactional, we know that already. But there are all of the different touch points before, then exactly. we have to push a little bit the user. So we, we took all of that into consideration to uh, f- for the redesign of the of the analytical framework of the website. Oh, interesting. In a way, what you explained, like where people are they selecting auxiliaries, where they're dropping off. This is a similar thing that we do in our digital academy. When we go through digital analytics, we call it airline booking funnel framework, where we structurally say, okay, at this point, you might measure this and this and this because it will tell you this. But what I found interesting and what I wanted to ask you is because you said all of a sudden now you have many more events, many more metrics that you can see in your digital analytics platforms what uh, how did you see the process with the people because usually sometimes they can be overwhelmed with many more new framework uh, metrics you know so they are a little bit confused what to see now how to measure and uh, did you was let's say the teaching part or the uh, education about uh, analytics and how to measure how to structurally systematically approaches also part of this project definitely so i mean for if we are in the in the e-com environment and for us it's kind of it, it's very clear right what we are doing and how it's evolving but for all the business users it's not even for uh several members of the e-commerce team it was still not strictly what we were doing especially because we were driving two things at the same time we were driving the new analytics uh, framework for for web but also we were uh, implementing both events in ga360 and ga4 Mm-hmm. So, of course, that's a different type of, uh, it, it, it has a little bit of, uh, of a difference, <laughs> not that, not that very, uh, in, and quite, quite different, no? So, uh, what we did first, it was, we, like, in, the, in kind of like the, the digital data literacy program for preparing for the launch of the website, what we did is first, we uh, organized several sessions for the e-commerce and the commercial teams on how to use Google Analytics on how to interpret the data to know, to be familiar with the concepts that they uh, that they have uh, and to tell them okay now you are seeing this uh, this current properties and this current views in this website it won't, it's going to change a little bit but please make sure that you're familiar with the, with the data so we had it was around 16 hours of training so we scheduled like uh, like within one month and a half four hours per week so we could keep the pace that was the first uh, the first building block. Uh, at the same time, we started building a set of dashboards in a very simple way for the user. So based on the on the 
search data, then how can the revenue say, hey, which routes are being searched the most? Which routes are, which dates are being searched the most? So we built all of these different dashboards in, in, in we use like Tableau or we use Data Studio sometimes. So we used uh, a mix of these tools to have it ready for the, for the launch and then to start sharing it uh, previously with the with stakeholders and uh, now we are very close to the launch uh, what well, we prepare is a series of a kind of like the small trainings with the with the revenue and marketing teams and the digital teams to explain in a very uh, user-friendly way uh, how do we uh, what was the difference so we go from measuring these 15 events to measuring all of the 35. This can be overwhelming, yes, but the interpretability is easier now. What changes and what does not change? Uh, sessions, conversion, it does not change. That's uh, an overall metric. So that said, which because of course, from some areas, they have different uh, concerns regarding these two main KPIs, right? So, and then we explained uh, via the purchase funnel. Uh, okay, so in this, uh, when the, the, the user lands in the website, then what are we measuring that moment? So we prepare like the user flow and then in each different uh, like stage of the funnel, we identify this for you. You can use this event, this event category and this event actions. Uh, we like that's uh, that for, for the main uh, things that they can use. And then we add, we put a set of resources that they could also leverage in terms of all the dashboarding. Uh, we created a full dictionary of events so that they could know what triggers what. Because uh, that's the, the hardest part when it comes to digital analytics. Uh, like uh, maybe uh, some business users understand where the checkout starts, but not really when it's triggered. Mm -hmm. And that can lead into actual mis misinterpretation of the data. So we created like all of these, uh, these resources for them to, uh, to leverage. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's going so well. It's also, it's also helping us evolve the data-driven approach for uh, marketing or revenue and that they know that this is all the data that now we can leverage as a company. Okay. So it was it was a full uh, full process also. Yeah, no, really interesting with, like you said, with data literacy, with data dictionary. I really like the structured approach and systematic approach uh, to this new, let's say, analytics 2.0. Uh, Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, one thing, um, when you said initially, when I read your LinkedIn post, you said there was tons, tons of learnings. So what was maybe the biggest learning or something that you wouldn't repeat or you think you did right and it's, it was a great learning from this, uh, let's say, from this journey? I mean, I think from a management side, the biggest learning was definitely that uh, when you are building a data analytics, a web analytics, a new framework, it has different building blocks and it has different uh, stakeholders uh, involved around. So when you talk with the developer, then you have to understand uh, what his focus in is. That he doesn't really, uh, maybe he, he just focuses on, okay, just tell me exactly what is the moment where I have to, uh, to, to trigger this event. And when you come to product, then uh, product is more focused on the performance of the website itself. Uh, marketing, then they, they see their, that, that things are on, the, on, the, on their own side, right? Uh, and for us, we have to to, to see that uh, whatever we're building is scalable for any new uh, flow in the future that is integrated to the website. So I think learning uh, how to address this specific message to all the different uh, parties uh, involved in the in the in the web tracking. Of course, we also had an agency who was uh, helping us uh, implementing the implementing the tax in GTM. So uh, it was like all of this flow at the beginning. It was uh, like 
difficult to, to, to trigger, you know? So uh, we were not that, that, that specific with the development team of uh, you have to uh, trigger these three events specifically with this action. We, we thought that they would understand mm-hmm. that what, what we wanted as a business, but they but it was not the case. So I think that's the most the, the learning part. It's it's being that, and of course, I mean, there's uh, there's also the learning and fun part, which is okay. Now we have some data. Let's let's compare it with our uh, with our own transactional data because we are uh, like to see actually exactly. Do we see discrepancies? Do we see it's a data like like? Are we seeing the same uh, numbers? Are we not? Uh, what happened then? Uh, I think one of the most challenging events was probably the the purchase event. Mm-hmm. So to make sure that uh, we also translated the revenue, say, from a very uh, fee basis, transaction basis, into a more of a business concept. Say, go from uh, one specific uh, fee that charges some uh, tax to go from a full ta- from bucket with taxes, or like this type this type of thing. It was the it was I think the biggest learning. So just. Uh, the, the, the key building block uh, and the main purpose, the main point of uh, of learning probably was the how to uh, to be a lot more assertive with the with the developers because at the end they are the ones who do the magic of implementing. It. I mean, everybody has its its own uh, piece of the of the recipe, right? But uh, if that part is not correct, then the it, then the rest is not going to be correct. So that I think that was the most challenging, but it was a, it was a great uh, learning uh, for all of us. A recent consumer survey we conducted over summer showed that the top three friction points in digital customer journeys when booking travels are difficult to navigate websites or apps, lack of price transparency, and technical glitches. Travelers are coming back. Are you ready to give them a standout experience? One that boosts revenue and loyalty? Glassbox helps you deliver frictionless digital journeys across web and mobile apps. Turn more traffic into bookings more travelers into repeat customers. Visit glassbox.com to see a demo today. Good uh, for you to share this experience. Maybe the last thing when we talk about, let's say, analytics, KPIs, all these metrics, all these new events. What do you think is the biggest, uh, or for you, based on your experience, and you have extensive experience, not only with uh, Viva, you worked, I think, at uh, booking.com before, from all this data, to take our analytics to the next level where we get real actionable insights, you know? So we are not looking at metrics all the time, but we we get something that we can act upon because I see many departments when they see, they have very structured analytics, we measure this and this and this, but then when you ask, okay, but what, what are you doing differently based on what you see, then we struggle at some point. Yeah, and I think it's natural. I mean, uh, business areas also maybe get sometimes overwhelmed by the amount of data. Right. So for this, and we defined also like a post-launch uh, plan to so say, hey, uh, let's be ready with the f- with the main metrics, which that's our business as usual. Let's make sure that we know we are uh, having the, the, the an MVP for after our launch. And then at the same time, we define different use cases. So do we want to start measuring the number of transactions before a purchase? Do we want to give recommendations for for for, for how steering the how to steer a, a root performance? So then, ba- like we made the, like this 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 plan for the next months of uh, what are all the say the quick wins that we need to steer up on the business. Of course, there's now there's like thousands of on the millions of uh, of data points uh, per day. Our number of hits in GA have uh, like 
double or more uh, because we have now we're measuring more. So of course now we want to make sure that we are monetizing all these different data and not only in say in a dashboarding way or reporting way, but that we can actually start measuring uh, and improving the performance. So now there's a plan of. Uh, yeah, we, we want to go deeper into safe customer journey and understand the different touch points, how many touch points they they have after the before the before buying a flight, and understanding the deeper performance of the routes because of course for us then that's the the, the mindset also you know, that we are selling a product which is routes and it's based on availability and pricing, uh, of course with all the the seasonal effects. So uh, how, how do we have make these building blocks with revenue to get to give them their, the data, but already processed. That we already say, give them the recommendations of they should maybe review the prices of uh, X, Y, Z uh, route. And for this, we also had to, uh, to to do a little bit of changes in the team. Yeah, we, we did not want just to, uh, to create all of these huge data uh, transfers in a BigQuery and then that nobody was using it. We got some also web analysts in the team, uh, which they, my team is, is, is great. So they really helped this, this, this transformation when it comes to data. So if I summarize it in two points, it would be coming like a very strong uh, strategy on what do you want to do with the data. Also, particularly from if you already come from a digital industry, you know what are the quick wins. Or you can also, of course, erase all the questions from uh, from the stakeholders, but at the end, you know better what you are actually uh, measuring. So let's build this roadmap and then um, make sure that we get uh, to those small milestones uh, side to the business so that they can actually measure. And of course, there's uh, afterwards the all of the different initiatives for personalization and A-B testing, uh, more optimizing. But uh, the, the main building blocks now or the main uh, parts to steer is definitely with revenue and marketing. So that's where we build a roadmap. I like this because this is also what I see. I like when you talk to, okay, we'll provide, I don't know, the search uh, data on the website to the revenue management team. And this is also what we preach in our academy because I think a lot of airline traditional view is that revenue management works their own booking data in their revenue management systems and they work with seats, forecasts, pricing and stuff like that. But they don't see the, the real behavior of customers. How do they react to prices? What they're uh, looking, what they're buying, what they're adding to baskets and things like that. And when you merge these two data, I think you get real insights when you can do really better let what we call digital retailing, the merge of price, marketing, e-commerce and product, right? So this is something that I really like. Yeah, definitely. No, and I mean, it was also about then how do we now connect this internal data source, huge data source that we created with external data source to uh, to, uh, to not only see what's happening inside, but what's happening outside. So for example, we uh, at the same time, we were building this, uh, like the website, we were in talks with Google to get data from okay. Google Flights so that we can uh, cross-reference the data to explore the, the demand versus uh, like outside versus our our own demand and then we can actually identify where we are not doing so well today when we have to plan much faster react much faster than the NRL industry did like uh, we used to have these two big yearly cycles of planning summer and uh, winter season routes and now i think what we see is like airlines change it weekly so you need to see when situation changes how this external demand change and then how you react and how you can be fast. And I think what you guys are doing is uh, the right approach uh, in using this external data connected with your internal data and then act uh, upon this. What I wanted to touch also, you were talking about the data lake and uh, how you put, try to put, use it and all data to 
not only measure what's happening on your website, but try to get the whole customer journey. Because I think this is the next frontier of digital analytics. And even if most airlines or most companies struggle with the main web analytics detailed implementation, but then when we want to track mobile apps, when we want to take other digital touch points, even physical, this is uh, really where I see it's still uh, uncharted territory in trying to understand this cross-device, omni-channel customer journey. How do, you, how, do, how do you approach that or how do you look at that? Well, I think, I mean, when we started building the data lake, we definitely, uh, our first key point was to, to put all the different data sources in, on the, on the one single technology, not only for, uh, for being uh, more efficient in analysis, but also to be able to start pulling the customer journey. And then when it comes to transactional data, we have a, a, a very robust, uh, Infrastructure. Uh, we, of course, we, we, we also integrated this in the, in the cloud data lake. But then when it came to digital analytics, uh, we still didn't have everything for, uh, connecting the user experience on the website or in the app versus the transaction. So to the most, we could have, uh, emails, uh, the, the response to the different emails. And at the same time, uh, we were also uh, implementing a new, uh, uh, email marketing uh, technology. So we, we had to first make sure that wherever we had integrated every single uh, data source where we could have one ID for the customer. Because if we could not have a one I, one way to identify the customer, then it would be difficult to, uh, or basically impossible to draw the, the customer journey per actually on an individual basis, which is what cost, what gives uh, the greatest value. Uh, with the full implementation of the web analytic uh, project, then uh, we were very clear that we, need, we, we required an, uh, a way to identify our user. So we would make sure that we also had that link uh, on the digital behavior. And then we connected it back to the, to the data lake, as well as some other uh, platform that we have for segmentation, where you can leverage one specific uh, date field for, uh, for, for, for identifying the customer. So uh, we could also say bring segmentation in this platform and then connect to the data lake, and then it goes back to the data lake and connects with the transactional data. And with all the different, with all their, uh, their, their history and start pulling life and value and RFMs and all those beautiful things that, uh, that we can create with data. So at the end, it was, uh, it, it, it was pretty, it, it, to be honest, it was pretty simple because it was, uh, if we don't have this way to identify the customer, then we are going to lose a big part of the, of the data. So, uh, yeah, we made sure that we had this in the, in the, in the implementation of the web analytics framework so that we could connect and it back to the, happening, to the rest of the journey. This is also happening, cross-device, let's say, website, mobile uh, flows and things like that. Yeah, definitely, because, yeah, with, with, with the ID, then we can basically know if they are mm-hmm. using the app, if they are, we go back to if they are using the website and then we go back, check if they had interaction with other channels, say mm-hmm. a call center or an OTA. So we can actually make sure that we have uh, one or two key dimensions uh, where, where we can, uh, or primary keys, mostly where we can join that behavior from the different channels. So uh, that, that, that I think that was what uh, what drove us to uh, also, uh, of course, there were several uh, challenges there because then you have different uh, customer IDs within the, within the website site or within the transactional uh, system for the airline. So we had to really bring down to, okay, so what do we need on the website and what do we need on the, on the, on the app so that we make sure that that's, it is one ID from one or and an additional one to kind of uh, to connect the sources. Yes. And any, now that you have, let's say, more of a bigger 
picture or a better picture of this customer journey, also cross-device. Any surprising learnings on customer behavior that you learned from this data? Or I, th I think we'll be able to, to answer that uh, in a okay. couple of weeks. So I need to get back to you. <laughs> to <see. laughs> to get back to me because of, with, okay. with that question. You were talking about before that you use something for segmentation, for personalization initiatives. This is basically the layer, yeah? the foundation for any either, let's say, more advanced segmentation or what we talk about personalization, right? Yeah, definitely. So uh, now we were very uh, say limited in the uh, in the amount of uh, of different uh, points of the user behavior we could track on an individual basis so uh, we we have been doing a lot of uh, tests with uh, with some partners also for, for personalization but of course we could only say leverage uh, a small percentage of our data which was uh, data we could identify it was clean and so on uh, but now with this full uh, overview of the customer enabled both by the data lake and enabled by uh, the web analytics model and enabled 100% by the team, because again, I think uh, the team has made a huge uh, difference, then then we can start drafting all these better use cases for personalization and A-B testing. So, and then we can actually leverage the potential of this like the segmentation slash personalization tool and create all these different audiences and get it back to the, to the data lake. And then we are actually leveraging the technology from uh, from all the different touch points that we have. So because this one is presenting data real so time. In terms so of, uh, you said A-B testing and experimentation, you have like an external tool that comes and works with your uh, uh, analytics. It, uh, you, you combine data and you measure also the experiments uh, you measure in the tool, right? The results. Yeah, yeah, we have it's two different tools actually. One for personalization, segmentation, uh, yeah, initiatives like in, in intelligent car recovery, and so and the or one for 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 A/B testing. That uh... okay. Now, before I let you go, we, we, we do, <laughs> no worries. We we started prior podcast. We we started with a fun segment uh, at the end that we call hire, train, or fire. You know, so I give you three concepts. And then you need to select one that you like the most, so the one that you hire, then the one in the middle that you think it's okay, but needs a little bit work, that's we call the train, and the one that you don't like the least, it's like fire, you know? So we start with a simple example, let's say in terms of your preferred holiday or vacation, if you, if you need to rank these three, so beach, beach destinations, the city, or nature, like mountains or forests. So which one would you, Hire, which one would you train and which one would you fire? It would be fire, <laughs> nature. <laughs> oh, nature, good. 100%. <laughs> Hire, okay. city. So, beaches. And uh, okay. Okay. train, beach. So it's, you see, it's not a difficult game, yeah? So now we go <laughs> to the digital analytics concept. We talked about okay. uh, different metrics, yeah? So, let's see. Hire, train, fire. You know, I give you three metrics and you tell me, and it's not, you know, it's just your maybe in the moment what you like most or what you see more value, doesn't matter. So we have conversion rate as one. Then we have customer lifetime value. And the third one is MPS. And I'm talking about MPS, let's say, as a digital experience. Yeah. Um, the, I would say NPS. Okay. Higher. Uh, Train uh, lifetime okay. value 
Don't kill me, but uh, fire conversion. <laughs> You're talking to person who wants to work in conversion <laughs> optimization. No, but... <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it just depends yeah, on the no, context, sure. right? I mean, if I mean conversion and sessions, they they, they are the key metrics. But if you look, if you see the conversion rate during the, a full day, then you will have a, at some point like a you have these peaks and these uh, valleys during the day for conversion, and then you could have a very big conversion, but then you have like super small also uh, like traffic that day, and then it's still not the same, but. At the end, it, if you want to generate like long-term uh, growth, then you do have to be, make sure that you are uh, getting a, a strong customer base, which is built upon NPS and digital NPS, say for, for the particular uh, and lifetime value. I mean, <laughs> if if we are very technical, then it's kind of like three no, very true, different true. metrics. Why I put them, and I like your answer, basically, typically, when we talked also about your road, so when we start with digital analytics, when we typically start with web website analytics, we focus on conversion rate on revenue, which are, let's say, at the moment metrics and optimizing for them for your website to increase conversion is good. But when you do the journey that you're on, so when we try to measure the customer whole journey or even last lifetime value, then you see that one-time conversion is only one small part in the whole customer lifetime value. And then the MPS, it's more like, let's say, uh, qualitative metrics or in a way, combination of qualitative and quantitative that gives you a little bit more context behind how happy are people with your digital experience. Yeah, definitely. No, and then, I mean, in this stage that we have been uh, like in the last year and a half and the next uh, few days, because uh, we're very close to, to there, uh, I mean, we see, like conversion has been uh, our main metric for understanding if we are uh, if if the if the say the beta version is working mm -hmm. on the right direction, and 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 as well as traffic. But at the same time, then we were also make measuring the NP the digital okay. NPS. So you get both so angles, yeah. We get both angles, and at the end, we know that uh, if we did something right or not with the new website. So how do we compare to the industry now? So we know that uh, if, if we see our NPS, then we're like, okay, then it's uh, it's it's pretty good. Uh, and lifetime value is definitely now that something that we have to build up on with all the different key points that we exactly. have now and that we didn't have the capabilities before. So I think it all connects, right? And it's just different mm -hmm. metrics as well. Like uh, NPS is going to be also for product, uh, lifetime value more for marketing. Uh, conversion is going to be for both revenue and marketing and product. Okay. So I let you go on this one so mix. we don't fire anyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have two more. Then we, then we end. So I saw you also talk or hire internal digital analytics team, talk about digital analytics skill set. So in terms of modern digital analytics skill set, I give you three things and you tell me again, rank how you like it. So the first one is understanding web tracking, the coding, the GTM, and all these things yeah, that you explained. Second one are advanced data coding skills like R and Python. So being able to parse more complex data sets. And the last one is visualization and data storytelling. So higher uh, specifically for data analytics is understanding the so the web the tracking foundation. that's that's the foundation that's the that's the foundation if that's not there then 
uh, you will have a really good maybe data scientist or data analyst, but yes. not the web analyst. So that's kind of like the the, the tipping point. Uh, somebody has to, has to understand the, how a data layer works, how it pushes the events to the to GTM from GTM. Uh, what's all the different uh, implementations they have to go? How is a container works? How does it go to uh, to to Google Analytics? And then how to go? How does it go to a BigQuery or different uh, exports? And I mean, coding. I think it's uh, it's that's something that I particularly look for in my. Uh, team members that they have a good uh, analytical, uh, technical skills like that they can use like Python or SQL or R. Uh, so that that at the end, um, because one part is creating the data, but you also want to to, uh, to understand the data talk, and yeah. to build and get insights with the data. Um, that would be like the train part, and then the third part, which is like the fire. Maybe <laughs> it's not really fire, but uh, it's uh, it's the visualizations part. But it's very important when you talk to external stakeholders. Yeah, so when you want to create value of the an analytics, yeah, exactly. that can be great at all the things that you made. But if you cannot communicate the insights, then sometimes it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's also about um, if you hire somebody who's an expert. Uh, what what's your trade off? Because it's hard to find people that have it all. Uh, what, what's your trade-off? Do you want to trade off uh, good visualization skills for uh, low understanding of uh, web analytics, or do you want to say uh, factoring better the like understanding of uh, of uh, tracking? So that I think some some of them you can you can develop or leverage other skills during your team. So it's also about how do you use those resources. But I think definitely for a web analyst, that's that's a okay. must. The last one, and this one is going to be a little bit lighter, easy. So <laughs> when you talk about uh, digital <laughs> data, analytics, all these kinds of things, you have to learn all the time, right? So in terms of hire, train or fire, books, blogs, or podcasts, or podcast slash YouTube, let's say. What do you prefer? Uh this is tricky, you know, because I'm recording a podcast. So I'm supposed to say no, the, the, the last one <laughs> also fired the podcast. So I don't know. I need to change this. I need to change. <laughs> you. I would say um, higher mm -hmm. blocks, train podcast, um, and uh, yeah, uh, fire books. But in for the, this particular use case, I think the uh, everything changes so rapidly that by the time maybe a book is already out then it's already exactly. behind so it's just uh, yeah, like on in blogs are all of these different uh, websites you find uh, tips and tricks for everything and an, and an explanation for like hey why is my ga uh, real time of uh, going uh, crazy oh it's a bug that mm -hmm. is always oh, it's there every now and then so and i think podcasts you really uh, get to it it to, to hear experts yeah. also in the field. Also, podcast is more like but not learning, but more getting ideas what to learn in detail because you get different ideas and yeah, then you exactly. drill down and find, to, like you said, blogs or books. Or, but to get ideas, I think... Yeah, ex exactly. I mean, for, for books, I think for uh, for management or uh, coaching or business understanding, those are perfect. And I, I love reading uh, business books. But yeah, when it comes to digital, then it... it it, it's different uh, way of learning. You need also like all of these uh, mocks 
right? Like uh, you need uh, Coursera, then you need Udemy or LinkedIn Learning to kind of like keep up the pace because that's how fast uh, it, it evolves. And then two days later, you will get a, a good training uh, on G4, even if it's, uh, it's still in the beta phase. Okay. So in terms of uh, blogs or resources, Besides digging travel, of course, if there is additional or any resource that uh, you uh, see a lot or check a lot lately that you would recommend to our audience? Well, all the different resources on uh, Google Analytics, okay. uh, LinkedIn. Okay. So that that for me is uh, is uh, number one. It's kind of one of the of the number ones at the moment uh, because of the stage that we are in. And then, of course, and I follow in uh, in, in in LinkedIn all the different uh, mm -hmm. industry leaders. So I follow Ryanair, or I follow uh, Viva Air, or uh, like different uh, parts around the aviation to understand the the, the market. And I think, um, yeah, I think most of that. I mean, if it comes to data science, and I'm I'm always looking uh, into uh, Kaggle mm -hmm. or subscribe to different. Uh, Email marketing from uh, like Bernard Mar or uh, like very different authors so that I can get all the all the data in my in my inbox. So I think it's 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 a little bit of a mix. Uh, and of course, uh, number one, Stack Overflow. Okay. Yeah, for yeah. all the exactly. <laughs> tips and tricks. If you do anything, try to do anything on your own. How to is like how to is Stack Overflow. Um, um, yeah, that's 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 basically. Uh, but the, I, I found the the the, G, the linking for for Google Analytics really really enriching. They it because they, you always have the the latest news there. So like uh, great, thank you for all the tips resources. Uh, I hope the higher train fire section wasn't too difficult. And, uh, <laughs> it was tricky. <laughs> and uh, looking forward, yeah, to to learn more about uh, your next steps. So I said I will need to check on you at some point when we get <laughs> sure. to, to additional insights uh, from the whole customer journey because that stuff was really interesting and yeah wish you all the best with your efforts uh, and keep doing what Thank you're you. doing on the pushing our industry and analytics to a next level yeah no and again thanks for, for the invite and and great also to to uh, to share a little bit of uh, viva's effort in the end and uh, the full digitalization uh particularly for being such a young airline and for uh being a very uh, different market and also during COVID times, Great. which yeah. was quite a good, uh, a challenging time for building all of this. Exactly. So even better that you're doing all this stuff. Thanks, Liliana, and all the best. A recent consumer survey we conducted over summer showed that the top three friction points in digital customer journeys when booking travels are difficult to navigate websites or apps, lack of price transparency, and technical glitches. Travelers are coming back. Are you ready to give them a standout experience? One that boosts revenue and loyalty? Glassbox helps you deliver frictionless digital journeys across web and mobile apps. Turn more traffic into bookings, more travelers into repeat customers. Visit glassbox.com to see a demo today.